on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. Every time I'm doing something that super scares me or my wife's pushing me into is something that turned out to be an amazing decision. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings. I've got Peyton Squires here on the King stage today. How are you, brother? Doing well. How are you, Chaz? It's another day, and we're both at it. We were just giving our little history there for old Columbia, Missouri. Love what your what your our history represents, the basketball days, all that fun stuff, but we can maybe get into some of that. Tell us what kind of business that you got, brother. Yeah, so I'm a CPA here in town, here in Columbia, Missouri. A lot of what my business revolves around is just tax and business consulting. I do a lot of stuff with real estate investors and different things going on here in town. Yeah. A bustling, growing little town. Yeah, it really is. And we were talking about it being a little town, especially in comparison to KC, compared to when I was there many moons ago. Yeah, you'd uh, it's be a big town. If you come now. back here, you'll see there's a lot of things. Skyline looks a lot different than 10 years ago here. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. And I want to get into some of your story, obviously, tax and business strategy. Some guys go, oh, no, but it's yeah. important. And I'll tell you what, I eat it. I'll eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I love it because once you, when you understand the benefit of what you're going through, you start paying close attention to stuff like that. So before we do all that, though, I want to know at this level in the game, you've obviously had some immense success. Why are you still pushing? What's the big picture for you? That's a great question. And years ago, I don't know if I could have had any answer to that. It was just underlining driving thing of me. I think we can get more into it, but I think my childhood background, single mom, dad in and out of life a little bit. And while we weren't like destitute or anything like that, we certainly faced challenges. And I think I used to operate a whole lot more out of lack or trying to seek security and pushing myself. Of course, that only motivates you so far. And finally, my life has pushed past to looking to grow out of just seeing what I can become, man. Just trying to get everything I can get out of my potential, to be honest with you. Yeah, I love that. I think the same way. I think we're all motivated by a certain level of fear, right? Or lack, as you say. But there's a whole nother deep crevice in there that really can go as deep as you want it to in the potential. So was there a moment in time that made that switch for you? It's hard to pinpoint an exact moment. I I would say I had a certain level of success. I started my business in 2014 and consistently grow. I had a, a certain level of success, but it really wasn't until probably the last few years of really doing just self-reflection and educating myself. I'm a huge continuous learner. Uh, where I started operating more out of, man, I don't want to leave anything on the table. What can I get done instead of that lack? When you're operating out of that lack and wanting to just seek security, that's good. But as soon as you hit a certain point, that becomes a whole lot less motivating. They talk about diminishing returns of money. And once you hit a certain income level, the next dollar certainly doesn't mean as much as previous. Right. Dollar. Right. Uh, so it, it's really been in the last few, I'd say in the last five years, I bet I've read three, 400 books and listened to a whole lot of, and, and all those are all nonfiction, self-development, autobiographies, yeah. all those kind of things. And just 
trying to pick up nuggets everywhere I can. What I'm hearing you say is not only your income, but also your perspective from fear to potential is almost directly correlated to you pressing in personal development, reading, listening, like really seeking the next level of you. Oh yeah. I've seen huge benefits out of it. It started with the reading of the podcast or reading podcasts, just soaking in information. But um, yeah. then I added in the gym in the last two years. And that's even, wow. that's even taken it to a whole nother level, yeah. which is, it's pretty cool to see. It's interesting that you're piecing these things together. I think that we all imagine that they all come together and like all this, like this perfect moment. And I'm like the fittest ever that I've been and business is cranking and I got a good marriage and all the things. Right. But the reality of it is that they don't really all come together or at least not all the time. And sometimes there's one's off and one's on and this, that, and the other. And so I just want some insight there. Like I, yeah. I know that it's not perfect on your side. We don't have to quite get into your business struggles yet, but just what does that make you think of? You know, I, say I think when it, for example, come to the gym, it's something that everybody starts and stops and struggles with. And I'm going to do this for, they may even make it a month in and they just fall off. I think that mindset shift for me was falling in love with the process, not the goals. It's it, as long as you got something to chase, it's very motivating. And you can see those little wins and those little progresses you make. Making that shift to focus on that instead of the goal itself, set the goal, chase the goal, but you got to focus on the day to day and love that piece. And then everything else takes care of itself. Yeah. And we hear this, right? We hear you got to love the journey and all these, what maybe we would consider cliche things. How did that piece become real to you? So I've struggled with that. Struggle with people have, people have asked me that question and it's a struggle. I don't know that I had the answer to that yet or what, why this time it worked. Yeah. Because there's many times in my past and it didn't. And I think it's just the, of course, me maturing and filling myself with good advice and good people around me. That certainly helps. I think through this process of falling in love with the process, you see some success and then you surround yourself with other people. And then all of a sudden your self-confidence, your self-worth goes up and you're able to just take on more than you ever possibly thought you could before. You gave one of the secret ingredients of the recipe there, the confidence, because for me, a lot like you in that way. It's like, you can press in, you can read the stuff. I remember reading Thinking Grow Rich when I was 19 and it just, yeah. it's the only book that I read other than the Bible, but it's the only book that I read every year. Yeah. Every year I will not, not read that book. And so how does it, how do you have this moment where you read it and it just, and literally it just, I don't understand it. It goes over my head. I'm not ready for it, whatever it was to it. It is behind, behind my daily devotion at prayer and Bible time. It's the next thing that I'm reading the most often. And how do you, how does that happen? Like you just said, maturity over time, your understanding, but what it does is it gives you confidence. Yeah. And you know, the saying where they say you never step in the same river twice, right? You go back to that same material and you're different. So you're going to consume that, soak that in different than you ever did the time before. I love where this is headed. Personal development is, I think a lot of times just overlooked as far as the dramatic play that it can have an impact in. Let's get into kind of like how you got started originally. Like, how did you get into business? How did the entrepreneurship bug bite you? That type of thing. I graduated from college, got your normal, graduated college with accounting, finance degrees and an MBA and got in your normal banking jobs. Quickly found out I don't fit well in the employment <laughs> box. Now that was bad, sure. but that's just not me. I'm yeah. very independent when it comes to that kind of stuff. Decided to study for my CPA and pass it while I was working another job. Amazing 
last job I had, I say, I tell people my last real job I had, man, I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> Quite honest with you. <laughs> I was expected to sit in a cubicle for 40 hours a week. And I bet they gave me seven to eight hours of work a week to do. Yeah. So just taking advantage of that to, I use that to study for the CPA exam and pass that within seven months. Uh, awesome. And so using that with the support of my wife, finally got the confidence and brave enough to actually break out on my own, which that's a kind of a something that runs through my whole life is always just making sure my confidence is up. So we started. Hey, has start- she been a filler of that that tank yeah, for you? Yeah, and sometimes you don't even like it at the time, but she's pushing <laughs> or whatever, and it's, a little ego there, huh? Yeah, yeah, and you gotta. All right, you're right. Um, uh-huh. You're right. <laughs> Right. Uh, but right. so 2014 started my own CPA practice, had zero public accounting experience before I started that. Most CPAs will tell you that it's a really stupid thing to do, but I did <laughs> it. I started out of my house and, and it's been an eight year run since then, constantly growing and just making connections with different entrepreneurs and different things like that. I love it, man. I think that, <laughs> I mean, every, everything you just described, it's not like you're the only one that's like searching for confidence. There's guys listening right now that are like, oh man, if I just had a little bit more confidence in the tank. And that's not my struggle with every single day. And it's not, it's not, uh, I've progressed a lot in that area, but that is something that I'm always focused on every single day is making sure that confidence is there. What do you, what does that look like practically? Cause we're just getting into some super good stuff here. Yeah. What does that look like for you when you wake up and you're like, okay, I got to be confident today. I got a meeting or I got a, you said you were just, you're on a photo shoot today. You're going to be on the cover of a magazine. Like, bro. It doesn't sound like you need confidence. What are you doing on the inside to do this? Yeah, you got to be very careful with you on the outside, right? That's not That's always right. uh, reality. My biggest thing in the last two years, is, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, it's the gym. I hit that gym every morning early before my day starts. There's times where my schedule gets busy and it's pushed later in the day, but I really try to do it first thing in the morning every day. And that mind-body connection where it's like your body's very tangible, right? You work out long enough, you're going to see those changes. And then all of a sudden you realize I have control over my body. I can shape it. I can do this or do that. And then you start looking around everything else in your life. It's wow, this doesn't have to be this way. I can do something about this. I can do something about that. And it's just like a general awareness is huge. And just operating at the higher consciousness level of being able to almost view your life as a third person where you're looking down on it and seeing you get out of the box so you can actually see what's happening a little bit. Yeah. I love how you've depicted confidence being the the initiator to then the awareness that you're talking about. The yeah. This next level thinking is if I can have the confidence to take the action to go to the gym or take the action, go to the networking event, take the action, call the person I need to call or whatever it is that the task is that we need to do in personal or in our business life, the confidence to go do it. And then what that happens is if you can just build some discipline around it, which is what you described, then you can realize that you actually control most things. Oh yeah. Yeah. And obviously there's all kinds of things that are also out of your control, but hundred percent, you just got to focus on what you can do because that's literally all you can do. Yeah. I think that the, the things that you can control, like what you're talking about. And when you realize it and you realize that you put in ABC and that gave you specifically X, Y, Z. Yeah. And then that it just returns the confidence back to the initial place of, whoa, I did that. Another level of confidence again. Yeah. It's amazing. You can get in that virtuous kind of cycle, right? Where it'll feed itself and go up and up. The same thing, but down, you get a negative thing and then that reinforces and it's almost like a self-fulfilling 
prophecy. So many people get stuck in that downward motion, but you can start pushing that thing upward and just do it for long enough. You'll keep climbing. Yeah. You're, I hope the listener right now, I hope they hit the pause button, bro. What yeah. you're giving right now is life-changing information. And what, here's what most people will do. Even the people who are listening to this podcast, I know that they want to change and grow. But the majority of them will go, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. And it's so easy. And I did that for a lot of years. You know, the first years I started reading books and learning these concepts and they don't quite hit because you're not ready for it. You haven't developed yeah. to the point to where you can really soak in that information. You just got to take the first step. Yeah. <laughs> and once you do that, you, like I said, you get a little bit of motivation, you get a little bit of confidence and everything after that just starts creeping, but you got to do it. That's, there's no way around that. Yep. Got to keep showing up. Okay. So <clears throat> give us a little understanding here. You got rolling, you started from your home, you're networking, you're growing this thing organically. Everybody's telling you, this is the craziest idea ever. No CPA ever does this. What decision did you make along the way? That was just an incredible choice. You look back on it. It was a pivotal moment. Share that detail with us. Yeah, that's a great question. Everything, every, I, there's several points, but every time I'm doing something that super scares me, or my wife's pushing me into is something that turned out to be an amazing decision. By nature, maybe this is my personality that maybe lead me into counting and different things. And especially <laughs> my background coming out of that black a little bit, you try to be a little conservative, right? You don't want to 100%. risk too much. And every time, that's always been my biggest downfall is not going far enough and playing, playing too small. And so every time I have found a way to push the envelope, man, it seems huge at the time. But then you look back three years from that and it, it's the best decision you ever made in your life, right? Even just, for example, opening up my first office, right? Not operating out of my home. Let's take on this overhead, opening up an office space, all these different things, hiring my first employee. There's hundreds of those kinds of decisions that stretch you a little bit. And they always feel massive at the time. You think, how am I ever going to do this? Man, it's amazing when you look back even a year later, two years later, how that set you up for all your success. You've done something really special here. I just want to point it out to the listener. The overall arching principle that he's teaching you is to press into what's scary, press into what's uncomfortable. We know this, but then he's given you a couple of examples here, hiring the first person, taking the chance in the office, all these things that in business, it's oh, like, I know this is probably the right thing, but it's the unknown, it's fear. It's what if this happens? It's now my name's on the line with the lease or... Now, someone else is counting on me for their food to eat dinner. It's a lot of fear. And what I'm hearing you say, Peyton, is that you just got to run into it. And it's almost like now an indicator. I'm hearing you say, if I'm a little nervous, if I'm a little fearful, I now know that this is probably exactly what I need to do. Yeah, no, you, yeah, you nailed it. It's, you almost always need to attack the thing you're afraid of. That's almost always what is holding you back from whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, there was a time I don't share a whole lot of personal experiences here on the show, but just to continue this vein here for a half second, there was a time not so many years ago, a handful of years ago, probably five years or so ago, six years or so ago, I already had multiple businesses doing millions of dollars. In fact, I was working a sales job outside of that, probably making four or $500,000 in my sales job outside of my businesses. I was doing extremely well. I'm 30-ish years old, 28, 29, 30 years old. And, and I start connecting with Grant Cardone, and this thing that he is, reading some books, this, that, and the other. And I see online, he posts, he's looking for salespeople. And I'm like, I don't need a sales job. I have one. I'm crushing it. I'm the top guy. I have businesses. I don't want to move to Miami. I don't actually want to do this. But I sent in a video just to see. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. 
And so I ended up going down there to interview. I just was thinking I was going to network with some people, see what happened. I mean, who knows? I mean, let's just see. And uh, there was a specific position. There was a sales position that they really wanted to give me. But then there was this other position that I probably really wasn't qualified for regarding marketing and stuff like that. I was my business experience probably qualified me, but from a technical marketing perspective, I wasn't qualified. And I told him that in the interview, I'm like, this, if you gave me this position, I would be nervous. And that's exactly why I'm here. And I'll tell you what, it was like two years later, there was a different position, almost like a net partnership opportunity that came up. I ended up moving my whole family across the country, worked at the 10X headquarters. Mm -hmm. It was an incredible experience, Uh, some negative along with the positive. But the reality of it is that there are so many things that have happened in my life since then, not necessarily because of working for him, but because of the experience of moving my family, going across the country, living in a different area, all the things of coming back, like all of those things would have never happened if I had played small, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. It's your one relationship, your one connection, your one email phone call away from something that could change your life at any point, to be honest with you. It's, you just got to open yourself up to that. Be willing to take that chance. That's right. That's right. But all they would have told you is just, no, I want you. So come on. Yeah. When you understand that, really what you just did is you, you actually took your superpower. You mentioned your superpower in a negative way a second ago of like, playing small and counting the cost. And, oh, I don't know. Cause that's what CPAs do. Like you, yeah. you, oh, you, yeah. you get to tell me as the entrepreneur, Hey bud, slow down. You ain't got enough money for that. You know? Yeah. But that's what we do. <laughs> that's literally, but in that the skill set or the superpower that you have brother, what's the worst case scenario? Cause we can analyze that just the same. Yeah. And it's not like anybody's going to die most likely. Yeah. If you put in extreme circumstances. Yeah. I mean, it's yes. I love that. I love that analyzing the worst case scenario. Because if you can look at that and say, I'll be all right, that will give you the confidence to take that step. What, you just got to get your ego out of the way and just take a chance. And, and if somebody says, laughs you off, awesome, move on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The idea that you've given here today actually puts ego in a different light for me. It's this quiet, maybe not as like arrogant ego. It's this thing inside of us, even though you described maybe a low confidence, a low perspective of, oh, can I do it? There's it's still ego holding you back because of what you are determining for yourself, as opposed to being able to kind of submit yourself to the process or to the decision or to someone else's help or whatever. Yeah, no. Yeah, I agree. It's that fear is you just protecting your ego. That's all you're doing. That's so good. We got, we're quoting that one right there. Good. Okay. What about a bad decision, bro? You've, I know you've made plenty of them. <laughs> Give us the juiciest one you can think of. Fall in love. Of course I'm a money guy, but falling in love with an investment. I've made some made a couple bad decisions where, man, it's almost like I wanted, I wanted it to be good. So I just said, it. <laughs> I wanted it so bad, even though knowing I even knew going in, it was stupid. Um, so so I, there, there's, and not necessarily my CPA firm, but some of the other different things I got going on in real estate and, and business development, yep. but doing investments out there where, man, trust your gut on some of that stuff. If there's some feeling that's off a little bit, so your body's telling you something, right? Your emotions are there for a reason and trying to figure out what that emotion or that feeling means. Um, yep. You need to investigate that before you jump off because if you have a, your body doesn't feel right going into something, there's a reason for that. And you're picking up on some cues almost subconsciously that you're not thinking about. That's right. I agree with you. Now I want you to reach into that purse of stories. Tell us one where you did this exact thing. I invested in a, a a failing bar slash restaurant that I knew was way overextended and in no way they were going to cover their overhead, to be quite honest with you. And it was something that I just wanted. I wanted and I thought, man, if this thing was a success, 
how awesome would that be? But inside me, I knew, and as from a number of perspective, um, it would take a miracle for that to be successful. Uh, and the emotions got the best of me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Practical, but you're so right. We can get lost in, and I, I guess whether that's ego again, maybe a little pride, maybe a little, I just shuffle the truth to the side. Don't look I, at that. So knowing this, that you've made this type of bad decision, we mm -hmm. all have whether it was 20 bucks or 20 million bucks, what processes and disciplines do you have now around making decisions, especially as a, with a CPA mind? I'm curious. Yeah, well, obviously I, I'm pretty good at running the numbers, even though I ignored them at the, on that one specific That's right. chance. I have good advisors around me. I have amazing clients that come in here. I get to work with every day, amazing entrepreneurs that running stuff past them and getting their ideas and perspective. I tell you, just gathering perspectives of people that are around you that you trust and know that are successful. Uh, that's my process is checking with my closest advisors and friends that I know this industry or know this opportunity and yeah. that can tell me what I don't know. <laughs> that's right. A hundred percent. Do you think, cause we both come from single mom family, right? And so it's not like we had the dad or that sounding board from a male perspective, at least. Do you think that you've strategically done that maybe because of that? Or was that just something you learned along the way in the books? Like, how did you come to that conclusion? Man, that's a, yeah, that's a good thought. Yeah. 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 My background is my father in and out struggled with alcohol and drugs and different things like that. Great guy. Awesome potential. Just couldn't get out of his own way. It, yeah. Just through my education and not having necessarily that perfect biological place to turn. It was really my only option. Of course, yeah. Surrounding myself with successful people, that's everything in your life. Your relationships, your network, it's everything. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, Peyton, we're going to switch over to the speed round here. I got some fast and furious questions for you. The first one is if you could dwindle, especially you being a numbers guy, um, Jack, to hear what you have to say about this, but if you dwindle your entire business down into one trackable metric and you can only track that one thing forever and ever, what is it? It'd be like customer satisfaction or like I, there's a measurement that's like customer promoter score and not that I... Yeah even track that myself, but okay. some of the businesses I've worked for have done that, but sure. But if you can track a measurement of how likely a customer of yours is a promoter, a promoter yep. of your business, yep. you take care of that one measurement, everything else you'll figure out along the way, right? Taking yeah. care of your people and they become your advocates, your job's halfway done. Yeah, I agree with you. It was interesting. I wanted to, I, I thought maybe you would go the CPA route, the cash you know, net profit, cash flow, which obviously is important, but I love how you delineated it down, not to just customer satisfaction, but customer promoter score, because there's a big difference between a customer promoter and a, just a satisfied customer. Absolutely. Yeah. Big difference. For you, what does that look like in the CPA world? I don't advertise at all. All my business comes from word of mouth. It, I don't advertise at all. And I've gotten so many great customers and clients over the years that are constantly promoting me. I, I have to really start getting strategic about what I can do and who I can work with and different things like that. So that's big in my industry is just everything's word of mouth. Yeah. Give people a great experience. They'll take care of you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I even love part of our conversation as we got started. You brought up some tax benefits that I might be able to take advantage of. And I we went back and forth on some of my knowledge or maybe lack thereof. And I just, your perspective on 
look, I want to be able to provide a good experience. Even just in our brief conversation about one little potential product, it's, it comes from a place of care, which stems all the way, like you can't have a promoter, a high promoter score if the caring piece yeah, <laughs> isn't right. there. Yeah, it can't be some like manipulation thing because people will sniff that. They'll find that out real quick. It, it has to come from a genuine caring piece because people can read that. Absolutely. Right through you if it didn't. Yeah. Now the next question I've got for you is a book recommendation, but you've read hundreds. So specifically thinking of the listener, he's six figures, she's six figures. They're trying to scale. They're trying to, they're wearing too many hats, right? They're overwhelmed. You know, this entrepreneur, because some of them are your clients. <laughs> oh, yeah. What book do you read? It's really hard for me to pick books, but I did pick two. I trimmed it down to two. <laughs> That's good. That uh, <laughs> Mindset by Carol Dweck, massive. One of the most profound books wow. I've, I've ever read. Okay. It's really just that fixed mindset where versus growth mindset, realizing you you may not have that ability now, but you can certainly develop that ability. Somebody else has developed that ability and skill. You can certainly do that too. Yeah. Uh, the other one's Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. It's a book about most people are operating in their businesses and they don't see them as a professional. They don't see themselves as a professional. So I'm just kind of this imposter amateur out here. Just, yeah, people Sorry. think I know what I'm doing, <laughs> whatever. But this is about... Let's turn our processes. Let's be a professional here. Let's be a professional in everything we do. It's fantastic. Book. We'll definitely put both of those in the show notes. I have not heard of either of those and I'm a pretty well-read individual. I'm excited to add them to my list. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah, no, they're both fantastic. Love the perspective. Next question is, do you intentionally network or mastermind with other entrepreneurs? I do. I've done different networking events and different networking groups over the years. Sure. I've gotten to the point in the last few years where I'm wearing too many hats and some of that stuff has slipped by. The great thing about my business is that a lot of the networking comes into me. I get these clients and then I get to meet people and Columbia is a town of a hundred and some thousand people. So it's not necessarily a massive town, but it allows me to make connections constantly. But as I reshape processes in my business and as I'm working on that, being able to get a whole lot more intentional around that's what I'm looking to do. Yeah. Um, and and trying to connect with people, obviously they're steps down the road in front of me. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And like you said earlier in the show, relationships are everything. So if you can, if you keep that in the forefront, then business flows from relationships. Sometimes it looks a little different than we anticipate, but business flows from that perspective for sure. I got a question for you around operations. My, my question is this, in a week's time, if you were only given one hour to work on your business, what would you do or how would you use that one hour to successfully run your business like you do now? Wow. That's a great question. Uh, I didn't have a prepared answer for that one. <laughs> it's my curveball. If I had one hour, it's a great, a great book around that. It's a four hour work week from Tim Ferriss. I'm sure you're aware uh-huh. of where that, where it's like focused. If you only had four hours, what are you going to focus on? And just do that, man. I guess it would, it's just being with people. I'm trying to restructure my business to get to the point to where I'm doing a whole lot less of the work and work and being the face, right? And being with the people, making people feel good and making people feel about, good about the process and strategizing and different things like that. It would just be shaking hands and being with people in my office. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. What you're trying to do, what you just said is really the heart of every entrepreneur. And what I found, we call it the warrior stage versus the king stage. And in the warrior stage, you've got to, it's you. It's you, maybe a guy to your left, maybe a guy to your right, but you're in the battle, you get the blood on the sword. You're doing the thing. And there's, there comes a transition. And that's the transition that you just identified. It's this transition to kingship where you've obviously got the revenue 
And so you've got the pieces to be able, or the resources to be able to start putting these things in place. It makes perfect sense that you're saying that you want this transition because we've seen this time and time again in businesses. And, and the next steps are going to be beautiful for you because you're going to step into that kingship, that play of being on as opposed to in all the time. And it's not a matter of you not doing the work. Like you said, it's just a different type of work. Yeah. It's definitely a different perspective. So I'm excited for you, man. I know exactly what that feeling feels like to make that transition. And there you are in for a phenomenal ride. So I'm excited for you. Last question, my brother, if you lost it all. Yeah. I, I, you know, I lost everything. And in some ways, I think it'd be an advantage because you would break out of all these structures or reasons why you think you can't do certain things. Right. That's right. That's right. In a way, in, in some ways, the way I structure my business as you're growing and just trying to get paychecks and get revenues, you pay for that down the road, right? Where you're maybe caught into processes or doing stuff that is no longer the best use of your time or the highest use of your time. Right. I just rebuild it. As long as I got my network and, and relationships, friends and family, I'd be back at it doing it all over again till they stop me. I like that added a little piece there at the end till they stop me. I think I think there's a breed, right? There's a breed of guys. And I think there's a, a resounding similarity between most of my guests. And so this is for the listener. You guys have listened to hopefully to, to more than just this one show. But if you haven't, go back and listen to a few others or listen to the next one that comes out tomorrow or the next day. And the reality is that there's something unique about these guests. They've not only reached the seven figure mark, but they think a little different. And that's just do it again. Seems to be a pretty resounding similarity. And, and then the, until they would make me stop as Peyton would say, I love it, man. I think you're right. It hits on a little bit of the kind of craziness that we have. Yeah. And that's good, bad. Sometimes you might rub people the wrong way, but it's not a negative thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. How can someone connect with you? Maybe you got somebody who's dude, this guy's got to be my CPA. How do I find him? How can I start working with him? That type of thing. Yeah. My website, squirecpa.com. That's related to the business stuff. My personal Facebook page, to be honest with you, I try to share good content on there. Just talking about what's going on in the economy and different things, or just try to share some of the cool, positive things I hear through books and podcasts like this. That, that's where I'm fairly active. Just my personal Facebook page, or if you want to find my email or whatever, go to squirecpa.com. You can reach out to me. Perfect. We'll put those links and stuff in the show notes as well. But dude, it's been incredible to have you here. I look forward to uh, continuing the conversation with you personally on a few things that you might be able to even help me out with. And so if you're listening today and you pulled out a couple of things, give Peyton a shout. But even more than that, if you're looking for a well-qualified CPA to help you go to the next level in your business, take a look at uh, what he's putting together and see if he can be a benefit to you. We appreciate you being here, dude. Thank you so much. And we wish you nothing but success. Yeah. Thanks, Chaz. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group. What that means is that we're really wanting only the entrepreneurs who take their business and targets super serious to apply. So if that's you, you think you got what it takes to level up your business, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com and apply. And we will see you on the other side.